This is 180 Conversations with tens of millions of LinkedIn invites, emails going out each and every single week. What are you doing to sound different? It's all about engaging your prospects. But to engage your prospects, you're going to have to think different and you're going to have to sound different. Let's go. So I received a couple LinkedIn messages. First one reads like this. I'm also a coach, so I know you get tons of these, but I think you're the best person to reach out to for this. I'm looking to speak with other coaches that are scaling and spending way too much time and money on client acquisition. I'm sure you've been solicited by plenty of lead generation companies, but marketers cannot solve a coach's problem. I really like what you're doing, and I think that your reputation should be doing your marketing for you. Would you be open to chatting for 10 to 15 minutes so I can learn more about your work? At the very least, I can share how coaches that let their work market for them are scaling faster than those who are not. I mean, there's a few things that just that hit me. Number one, the flattery. Flattery brings out skepticism. Now, I realize that different personalities can receive flattery in different ways, Kylie. So a high D or a type A individual is going to look at flattery with skepticism. And especially, Dan, because there was nothing specific that they mentioned about my reputation. Right. So that kind of hit me right away. The next thing that hit me right away is the 10 to 15 minutes. And we've talked about this in the past. What can you accomplish in 10 to 15 minutes? The only thing that's going to happen in 10 to 15 minutes, Kylie, is you're going to get on the phone with that person and they're going to spend 10 or 15 minutes pitching you. Right. Immediately, most prospects know 10 to 15 minutes is 10 to 15 minutes of a waste of my time. Someone trying to pitch me on something I'm not sure I need. So that 10 to 15 minutes has got to go. How did they end it? At the very least, I can share how coaches that let their work market for them are scaling faster than those who aren't. I don't know what that means. Let their work market for them. I don't know what that means. Of, of course, you want to wow your clients. Of course, you want to make sure that you're delivering a product, service, or expertise way above the industry. But I don't understand what they're referring to in that. And then the scaling piece, I, again, I don't know. They just lost me. Yeah, I'm with you. I do like that it wasn't an aggressive close. Yeah, I'll give that. They were trying to give something. I would agree with you on that part. They were trying to give something at the end, even though it was vague in what they were going to give. So two months later almost, I got another message, which I'm fine with the cadence. I'm sharing the case study idea to a few more coaches in their growth phase and thought it'd be good to reach out again. If I can get you working on your business more than working in your business, then we can chalk it up as a success. I'd love to find 10 to 15 minutes to see if there's a fit. Shoot me back a message if you'd like to chat or feel free to find some time that works here. Insert Calendly link. I think the first thing that hit me is just the assumptiveness of on the business versus in the business. I understand what the person's saying. Most coaches do struggle with the on and the in. The in is doing the coaching. The on is the prospecting, the marketing, the research, and the development of coaching tools. And it is very difficult to separate the time on both. But still, it was, it was very assumptive. Again, 
10, 15 minutes. I don't want to spend 10 or 15 minutes hearing a pitch. And I think the ending was fine. Shoot me a message if you'd like to chat or feel free to find some time here. It it seemed like optional. It wasn't pushy. So I don't mind the end. Again, this is the message that really got me. Oh, there's another one? Yes, there's one more. So this was just this week, which would have been another month later. Two months between the first and the second, and then one month between two and three. And this message just said, Kylie, question mark? That was it. I thought the first two were professional. They needed some work and help. But that last one is just because you're reaching out to somebody doesn't mean that they owe you a response. And this is a prime example of someone appears, thinks to Kylie that you owe them a response. Yeah. And that was not professional with the Kylie and the question mark. So Dan, just looking back at these three messages, what would you change about the messaging or cadence? The first thing though is I'll go to the 10 to 15 minutes. I wouldn't put a time frame on it. Anytime you put time frames on something nowadays, I think you're absolutely signaling to the recipient that this is going to be something that's got to do with sales, pursuing a sale, positioning a sale of some kind. The next thing I would add is though, I get a little more particular in the verbiage, which is I would say maybe if if I was reaching out to you, Kylie, I might say, Kylie, I've been on LinkedIn. I see that you're a high performance sales coach. I want to be careful here and not be assumptive, but many high performing coaches like yourself tend to struggle with working on the business, but being sucked into the business. Here's an example of what I mean, Kylie. I might hit that with you and stick to that with you because that is true for coaches And I got to keep it simple. And I have to let you know that I haven't talked to you. So I don't want to be assumptive here, but Kylie, this is something that you have struggled with. Maybe it's worth a dialogue. I would take more of that approach with you and give you some examples of what on and in means to connect with you. Yeah. And I think that would have resonated a lot more because then I could have identified with, oh yeah, I deal with that on the reg, right? constant problem I have. Yeah, I'd be open to talking. No denying I have that problem. Yeah. The the last part is on the give. I like the way she tried to give or he. Okay. I just would be more specific on what I'm giving. Because remember that first one, it was vague. Well, and I think he mentioned a case study idea, but then didn't actually give me a case study. There you go. So I was really confused as to what he was even talking about. Was it like he's selling the idea of creating case studies for people? I have no idea. So again, I think just being more clear and concise with what he's actually offering and talking about. And the last adjustment I would make is I I would remove expectations here. If you're going to reach out to your prospects three times and expect an answer or a response, It's going to be a long journey for you. I think when you're building a cadence to reach out to prospects because you're just starting in a new industry or you're starting in sales or whatever it is, you're trying to create a foundation or a new community, you have to be in it for the long haul now. 
it's not going to happen in two or three outreaches. If you're ready to get uncomfortable and level up to high performer status, find out how you can change the conversation by sending us your sales outreach via email or voice recording at podcast at lapin180.com. We're going to anonymously share these with our listeners and offer feedback for you. 